Hi, you guys. Happy week to you. I have so many fun things to catch you up on, um, mainly the new role that I get to hold within the Radical Wellness Collaborative. Um, this super cool man that I met in Denver at the Evolving Faith Conference. Um, and then an actual practical way for you to get to check in with yourself and make some changes. All right, let's get going. Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Okay, so first up, if you listened to last week's episode, I jumped into something that I was super excited about and also not technically and literally technically ready for. <laughs> so what, here's what I thought. I want to have more in-person, face-to-face, real connection with you who's listening. I thought if I could hop on Instagram Live and be available and ready for questions, responses, stories, just time to hang out, that I could transition that into being a podcast episode. So I tried and <laughs> and the sound quality wasn't good. Now that's not important to me, um, but I know that it is important to some people, namely my husband and people who aren't tone deaf like yours truly. So with that being said, I'm going to come back at it, and here's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. After each podcast episode that I record, I'm going to do an Instagram Live on Wednesday where we spend time together talking about the episode, answering questions about the episode, um, hearing your story and input, and I'm going to record that and publish that. So I'll work on the tech aspect, and I want to invite you to enter into TrailerCast with me to truly bring yourself, your story, your questions, and um, the things that you're wondering about, your responses to what happens over the course of an episode, and so that I get to be more than just like a, a little uh, voice in your earbud, <laughs> but that we could actually sit together and in real time get to spend time together. I noticed as I've been making a lot of these different job transitions and life transitions, that I crave authentic connection with people. And while doing this podcast is such a great and creative space for me to get to like process and think and create and put things together, I like want to see your face. <laughs> I want to see your face and I want to like hear your voice and I want to like connect and get to actually um, be there with you too and get to join you in this, be with you in this. So that's what's new and coming at you for TrailerCast. You can follow me on Instagram at EliseSnipes underscore collective. That's where I'm going to be hosting these conversations and like kind of the ongoing process of how you fit into this beautiful work. So without further ado, um, 
my freaking job change. You guys, I have a new job for the first time in a decade. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the last uh, week, I specifically have been able to execute and do my like new role where I'm walking people through a radical intake process and helping them get started by creating this wellness plan. And I'm jazzed. So it is for sure like this shiny new thing that I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is so much fun. This is so great. Um, but I actually like when I talk about or think about leaning into my goodness or leaning into my strength and not being ashamed of it, I know that this is work that I'm like, oh, this is work I'm, I'm really good at doing. And I don't know how that sounds, but I know how it feels. I know how it feels when I'm doing work that I'm good at and it helps other people. And my new role within radical wellness is that. And if you, if you know me or have been journeying with me for some time now, it is massive work, I think, for me to be able to even like say a thing I'm good at without the shadow of shame. So I'm happy, happy to report that in front of you as well, that the transition is good. I'm loving the new type of work. Specifically, what I do is I created this beautiful comprehensive interview tool that allows us to understand a really deep and broad uh, version of your life. And then we meet face to face uh, via this other really cool tool. <laughs> and we, we go through your story. From there, I build you a wellness plan and I connect you to the women on my team. And here's the thing. I am solving so many of my own issues via Radical Wellness Collaborative, right? I don't like how old-fashioned, funky, um, outdated, and boring, um, and almost like nice therapy can be. I don't know. It's like, I, I want more than a smile than a, than a nod. I do. I want more than someone who's just going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, help me make change. Come at me a little bit. Like, help me do this. Speak the things that you see that I can't. Like, that's why I'm here. Um, I needed a more radical approach to therapy. And so I'm, I'm creating that via my team with women that I trust explicitly and have trusted with my own work so that I know that they're good enough for every single person that I get to like introduce to them. It's the first time in my professional career that I don't feel alone. First time in my professional career that I don't feel alone. Like the work of serving other people uh, via mental health um, in our via like the behavioral health field can get super lonely and isolating. And a lot of the times people are in private practice and doing it on their own. And it is lonely. Having radical wellness has been like this absolute gift to me. So you get to like spend time each week hanging out with women who are on mission to change the way we approach wellness, to change the way we approach holistic, integrated wellness. So the other thing I think I'm trying to solve is how much time the actual person spends updating their provider. And it is a pet peeve of mine when I have to feel like I have to keep starting over. Like, okay, let me tell you this. Okay, let me tell this provider. Let me tell my doctor this. And I got to tell my, you know, whatever, this other person that. What Radical Wellness does is it helps hold the whole story so we collaborate and we spend our time getting up to date so that you don't have to. So again, I'm just trying to answer most of my own issues and the issues that I have heard from people for the last decade about why they don't go to therapy, why it sucks, and why they're not coming back. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with you, so let's do that differently. 
and then radical wellness was born. <laughs> so giving a plug to my team this week because I'm blown away at the way that this is coming together and answering questions that I think are worthy of being both asked and answered. And that is, it doesn't have to be the way it's always been. Real people can make real change that is actually sustainable and people are going to get better. That's the point. And they don't need to stay forever. So we want to move out of like that sick model that for that therapy is going to be like an eternity or that my pain is going to keep me broken forever. So our philosophy is that simple is sustainable and that total change and total restoration is possible. So simple is sustainable. And what I mean by that is when we go to create massive change or do a giant overhaul, a lot of the time it's too daunting and requires too much of us. Or if it's too complex, it's people we're not going to come back to it. And people throw a lot of money at complex change. And maybe you've done that too. Maybe you're like, uh, for sure, I bought that workshop or that course or that plan or that this, and then I didn't do anything with it. And I think we can all be a little bit guilty of that. Like I myself have been like, I'm going to buy the bundle thing because I'm going to take all those things and then I'm going to do all those things. And maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but we want to solve the complexity issue and allow simple change to create sustainable change. So simple is sustainable and we need support to do that. So we create and introduce little pivot, little change, small degree change in order for us to actually move the course, move the needle in a way that you can actually maintain so in my brain, it doesn't make any sense if we're not going to do anything with what we learn. So if we're not going to actually put into action and do something with it, then we're just getting really smart, but we're not actually changing. And while I value intellect, I want like the raw, real gritty people that are like, let's do this. Yeah. So, so yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have questions about about any of that, about our process, how we work, who's on the team, what we do. Um, if you want to join us in some capacity, we'd love to answer your questions again via that live IG on Wednesday. Um, I do want to share one thing. I was working with a woman this week, an amazing woman. Um, and if you are listening, you uh, blew me away. And I know you're going to know who you are when you hear the story. But her response was, God, that feels so doable. <laughs> doable. And she said that and something like reverberated, like resounded within me, this feeling of like, yes doable. Like, it's like, she got it. Like, like we were there. She got it. She reflected back like doable. I'm like, that's a, that's a hundred percent what we're going for when it comes to creating change and helping people feel well, it should be doable. And when she said that, I just felt like, man, we are so in an understanding of each other right now. And the way that this work should look, it should feel doable, not daunting. We should feel equipped to be able to make the change that we're looking for. And it should be the burden of this should be on the provider to help make it doable, put it in steps that are possible, like solve the whole thing so that way we can actually move forward well. Okay. So for what it's worth, I, I loved hearing that. I loved that 
reframe and that reflection back and I wanted to share that with you. The other story I want to tell you about was this. Okay. Sometimes when I'm in a new place, I want to like see who I can meet. So I want to find the uncommon person, the uncommon story, and I want to spend time sitting with that and in that and with that person. So I'm at a conference in Denver and we have this, there's like a breakout group going on. And honestly, I was like in information overload. I'm like, I can't hold anymore. I'm just going to go do that thing where I find somebody and then we, I get to know their story and we get to hang out. So I wandered for a little bit and then there was like this security guard there (laughs) and he's like, let me give you the picture of him. Okay. He looks from the, he's got white handlebar mustache. He's about 150 pounds overweight. He's got the big old security hat on this burgundy university of Denver shirt on. And he looks like a caricature of himself. Okay. <laughs> so he's, he just looks like he's a personality and like someone that could, could like play a security guard in a movie, but it's like him in real life. So he's, you know, like he's sitting there by the door and I'm like, all right, I'm going to chat him up. And I love hearing from people that are in different generations than I am because they have so much rich experience to offer us. So I just started talking with him, asking like, how did he get to here? Like what, what, how, has he been in Colorado his whole life? Like, has he had this job his whole life? Like, tell me all of the things and I want to get to know you. And thankfully he was a super good sport. So I hung out with him and this other security guard and he told me about how he got out here to Colorado. So long short of it is this, this man and the other security guard were childhood friends from New York. They were, he was working as a butcher in New York and had this opportunity to come to Colorado in the seventies when construction was just starting. So, so he talks to me about making this like massive life decision in the seventies, no less moving from New York to Colorado. And he had never even left his state. Okay. So he just brushes through these decisions and I have all these questions firing in my head. Like, like, how do you know if it was the right decision? Like, is that the right decision? Like, was it the right decision now that you're looking back on it? What's the right decision then? Like, when did you know? Like, who helped you make this decision? Did you make a pros and cons list? Like, like, did you check your gut? Like, did you read cards? Like, what do you do to make giant ass life decisions like that? And like, yeah. So my like post-millennial brain was like, I need to know all these things. Then he just kind of keeps on going in the story. Like, so then when I was out here, they were offering these like education um, scripts because they need to fill up their college. So I got my bachelor's degree here. I got my master's degree here. So he's a master's level educated special education teacher who is now retired and working the security job for fun because he said, you know, Elise, see all these things, all these events. See, people are paying to be here. And you know what? I thought, what if they paid me to be here? (laughs) I'm like, Joe, you're brilliant. Joe works Red Rocks. Joe works all the big games. Joe gets to see whatever Joe wants to see and get paid. So basically, Joe is my hero. And after he walked through his story with me and told me about a series of other like really big pivotal decisions that theme kept reoccurring to me. Like when you have to make a big decision, 
how do you do that? How do you make the big decision? What, what, what does he know? What conventional wisdom does Joe hold that the rest of us don't? Because I'm going to tell you, without fail, day in and day out and day in and day out, I watch and listen as people struggle to make decisions. So I don't know if that is a generational thing. I don't know if that is like an Instagram thing or a Pinterest thing or a Google thing or a Hey Siri thing that is creating this paralysis of analysis, right? That we have so many decisions we could possibly make that we end up not making any of them that we've actually like we're going backwards in evolution. Like we're not actually making decisions as quickly or as well as we used to because now there's so many stinking options. Again, this is just, as my friend Claire says, hippie science, okay? <laughs> this is just, this is, a, this is my observation when I watch people struggle on the daily, and I don't know that other generations struggle as hard as this one when it comes to making life decisions and creating change in their life. It seems like it's a more recent problem. Like it used to be simpler because there was maybe less options. I don't know. Again, musing here with you. So... I asked Joe, Joe, tell me how you made the decision to leave everything you've ever known, your entire family, literally like your whole life and just get on the road and move to a new place and start over totally. And he like looks at me as a, like, kind of like, um, <laughs> like, like, I can't believe I have to answer this for you. So he, and you know, okay. So obviously he's also inherently a New Yorker. So he's not like sugarcoating any of this conversation for me. He looked at me like Elise. And then he says, when I have to make a decision, it's kind of like this. If you're just sitting there, you got to shit or get off the pot. (laughs) I... And I, I, I could not contain it. So when Joe said that, I'm like, oh my God, Joe. Okay. But really, he goes, no, but really, you want to know how I figure it out? I put one foot in front of the other and I start walking. Like he just had one, one liner after another one liner after another one liner when it came to how he makes decisions. Should I get off the pot? Left foot, right foot. Like you just do it. I'm like, damn it, Joe. Why isn't it more complex? Why isn't this more difficult? Why, why aren't we going to struggle? And I think that that's what the rest of us do is we, we make something really complex and we struggle in it. And maybe it's not that difficult. Maybe we're adding the complexity. Maybe we just need to like shit our get off the pot. Like maybe we just need to decide if we're going to like take that job or not, or leave that relationship or not, or move there or not. Like it really is this or that. And we tend to like com- make it complex. So freaking complex and layered and multidimensional. So all that to say, I feel like Joe is really driving home the point that again, simple is sustainable. <laughs> that maybe, just maybe, our decisions could be less insane, harried, and burdensome if we made them more regularly with clarity and a sense of like that old school conventional sense of you just got to do it. Like all the old school one-liners that that, that that beautiful generation has to offer us, there is something to that. It's why we need each other. Like I want, I want to know what Joe has to say 
and I want to know what the people like in this generation have to say. I want to know, Joe, like how easy it is to just pick up and go. And then I also want to listen to like my 19 year old friend who's like in the throes of existential crises and the rest of her life. And it's like, yeah, girl, that is hard. But we all need each other as we delve into these conversations because we are all trying to figure it out. And you know what? We have something to offer each other. So I'm hoping this week that the person I worked with and helping us understand that things are doable. And then Joe, who brings just such straightforward New Yorker style sense of conventional wisdom that sometimes you just got to shit or get off the pot. (laughs) With that being said, here's some things I want to challenge you with. So if you were here with me in the trailer, I would show you Joe's picture and then I would show you his digits because you guys, he handed me his card that had his email address and his phone number and told me to call him sometime. My hope is to actually have him on here as a guest one time. (laughs) Um, But truly, we laugh a little bit about Joe and wonder how seriously to take it. And then I'd want to know, like, what decisions are you struggling to make right now? What's in front of you? What are you, what are you trying to decide? Because we are always in a constant state of evolution and of change and of growth. We are in some part of that cycle all the time. So where are you today? Is there anything that you're facing that you're like wavering between one of two things? Is there anything you're trying to figure out or determine? Are you, are you trying to decide if you should do that thing? And how can we allow that decision to be both doable and simple? And can we pull back from the over analysis and allow ourselves a little more simple permission and freedom to just make the decision? And if that decision doesn't work, then we make another decision. And if that one's not fitting us, then we make another decision. But at least we're in motion. And at least we now believe that we are capable of making decisions and getting back in the driver's seat of our own lives. That we are less a passive participant and like a victim to the universe and more a person who is saying, yeah, so a little bit of manifest destiny. Like, I want that. I'm going for that. I need that. I'm going to achieve that. Like, here are the people. Here's what I need to get that done. So here's how I want to break it down for you. I want you to think just about some basic categories in your life. And maybe you just pick two, personal and professional. Okay, or, or these two, internal, external. So how you are inside versus how you are on the outside. How you, your internal world versus your external world. Or your personal world and your professional world. But pick two categories, right? Because we want to keep it simple. And I want you to think about the decisions that you're facing in each of those categories. What decisions are you facing? What internal struggle are you experiencing in your internal world, in your external world, or in your personal world, and your professional world? What are you facing? Do you want to rate those in the areas of importance or necessity? And before you attach any feelings to them, what do you need in order to make that decision? What do you need in order to make that decision? Do you need someone to talk to about it? Do you need to just write about it? Um, Do you actually need nothing at all and you actually already know in your gut that that's a decision you need to make and now you just need to actually do the damn thing? Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to then put it on your calendar. If we schedule it, we will most likely show up for it. So here's what mine looked like this week. I knew that I needed to have a conversation um, 
at my kiddo's school. I also knew that I needed to do some research ahead of time in order to have this conversation well. So the thing I needed to figure out, the research I needed, needed done ahead of time, and then putting it on my schedule, like, this is when I need to do this research, this is when I need to draft this email, this is when I need to attend this meeting, and this is, like, how I'm going to circle back on it. You guys, again, I hope that someone on here is like, um, right, Elise. Yeah, these are basic human skills. But honestly, you guys, sometimes we need to have it broken down like this. Like, sometimes we need to have it broken down into such a simple way that we can see that the way forward is I actually need to put it on my calendar. Because how many things are we not doing because we're just going to get to it sometime or later or that forever tomorrow thing? What I am telling you is that sometimes, like... Simple is really the easiest way forward. And we knock a simple thing because we think like, oh, like I'll just remember or it can't be that easy, can it? And like, yeah, what if it was that easy? What if it was that doable? What if it was that simple? So I hope this week that you are able to sit in the idea that things are doable and more simple than they originally seem. And that when we pursue and create doable, simple change, we're going to see results quicker and faster. So we're going to save a lot more money and we're going to save a lot more time when we approach our decision making with a lot more simplicity, clarity, and that like doability attitude. So let's do that. I want to do that. I want to, I want that. Like I want that clarity and power in my own life to be able to see something and clearly decide on it and then continue to move from there. Being in motion feels so much better than feeling stuck. Okay. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you join me on Instagram. I hope you check out Radical Wellness Collaborative and see all the fun things we're doing. You can do that at www.radicalwellness.co. That's CO. Or follow us on Instagram as well at Radical Wellness Collaborative. Okay. Have a rockin' week, you guys. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, Email me at elise at trailercast.com, E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.